enjoy your heart readiness to be blessed. Join me as I welcome the most powerful man of God in the whole world, Pastor D. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. We can have our seats. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we bless your name tonight. We thank you for your presence that is here, Lord. We honor your name tonight. Thank you because this will be life-changing, oh God. Thank you because every instrument and every provision is here for our hearts to be touched and changed in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Welcome to church. It's Bible study. And like I always say, church is the place where we are trained. Thank you. Praise God. So, I'll do a short recap, but before I do that, I don't know if there's anyone here that's... Um, please try and say something when I call you, please. <laughs> no, I won't call your name. But I want a volunteer, maybe one or two, um, from last week, Bible study. Just a short recap. Wow, I made it. <laughs> Gabriel, please put your hands together for him. You can use mine. You can use mine. So I listened to church uh, while I was coming from the office. I closed late, so I uh, watched on. Like, I was in church, that's what I'm trying to say, but it was, um, it was as real as this last preaching, straight to the point, about the fact that um, who do you think you are and why do you think you have all the things that you have? What touched me, and unconsciously, when you were talking about testimonies, I found out I actually have, actually have testimonies, but what hit is the fact that those thoughts that come to our mind, we don't want to preach, and then something tells you that what's the person, that they are not normal. Right, that they are not, um, we're not supposed to take them casually. We've always heard here that thoughts are saved. So, just that the whole what God is most important in, what, why do you think that the devil will not be most important in stopping you from doing it? As a lifestyle, all the heavens are backing us up. Like, I got a lot of power in that regard. Just speak, and that's that's all. Thank you. <clears throat> one more person. Just one more person. Okay, everybody's rolling their eyes. Up. <laughs> There's a scripture I'll read to you, so you stop looking up. <laughs> one more person, please now. No worry, I won't call. You want to try, gift? Gift, you don't want to try. Wow. All right. No worry, it's fine. Next week, you have time to share. So be prepared because... Pizak has said it, okay? Praise God. No, this, I'm sharing the word of God with God's family. is one awesome privilege. And I usually thank Pastor for giving me the opportunity. Praise God. In last week, we spoke about a child of God being a soul winner. And we, we also spoke about um, if you love Jesus and if you, you keep his word... And his word is his commandment. So we are keepers of his word and we do his word, right? And we also said there are people who don't live for themselves, who live for the kingdom's sake, right? And we also talked about people who are not carried away by their personal problem. I said that problems don't finish. <laughs> and 
in Mark 16. Let's see Mark 16, 1, 20. Mark 16, 1. We'll start reading for... Um, let's go to like 6. No, keep going down. Um, 10. Eleven, twelve. All right, go back to eleven. And when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by R, that's the first person who testified of Jesus's um, resurrection was Mary, and she came to testify about it. But then he says they did not believe. Now I kept talking about how. These guys that God sent to the world to preach are people that didn't believe. Next verse. After that, he appeared in another form to two of them as they walked and went into the country. Next verse. Next verse. Okay, wait here. And they went and told it to the rest, and they did not what? Another set of unbelievers. <laughs> Next one. In this context. Later, he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table and he rebuked them for what? Unbelief. Unbelief. And what? Does that look like you and I? Because, you know, let me just start by saying, (coughs) breaking it down a little bit. Um, Come, let me check. If, as a child of God, you know, I said last week, and you know, that's particular what stayed with me, even though I was one teaching or preaching. If you are born again today, you can win a soul today. If you are born again today, you can win a soul today. And that's why I went through this scripture with us. If you're not a soul winner, you're a backsliding Christian. And if you take what I said to God and said, this act said that if I'm not a soul winner, <laughs> he will tell you, go and listen to her. <laughs> She's saying the truth. If you're not a soul winner, you're in backsliding state. So you can just do a little flashback right now as you're seated. <laughs> when last did you win a soul? We're not going to rush the world tonight, okay? So this I'm going to be going slowly. <laughs> I just want you to think because um, there's going to be repentance. Aside that, I want you to look at the law of Liberty. If you are not doing that. So when I say things like, I remember I wrapped up my message last and I said that you have to plan to evangelize. You have to make plans to win a soul. It has to be part of your plan. I would be repeating this over and over and over and over and over again. Because it's a truth that cannot be pushed aside. And it's one of the major pillars of the kingdom. 
Jesus will not wait for you to be to grow up. I said that last week. He won't wait for you to grow up because I see a lot of people seated in church. They just want to sit. Like sit at the feet of Jesus. <laughs> but we need to get on our feet. After sitting, you need to move about. And what you're about doing is winning souls. Is evangelizing. He's talking to someone about the kingdom of God. There was back then when the kingdom of God was at hand. And it was being proclaimed. But now it's not, it's not at hand anymore. The kingdom of God is now here. It's not only here. It is advancing. And it is advancing with great speed. So... Let's see 19 and 20. Then after the Lord had spoken to them, he, received, he was received up into heaven and sat down where? At the right hand of God. 20 says, and they went out. See the set of people that went out. Did you see them? Did they believe? No, it was not recorded that they believed. They just went out. So, what we are saying actually is in obedience. After this is taught, what you have to do is to put actions into it. Now, watch my words. I didn't say confession. And I didn't say go home and intercede about it. Or pray about it. I said put actions into it. It will not be profitable, which is what I was asking God before I came up. If this is taught... And we are not out there. There will be no profit in your coming to church today. If after now, you did not do anything about what you heard. And I said last week, I said there are things that are in the air that actually um, stops evangelism. One of it is fear. Sometimes it's even fear of the unknown. (laughs) Sometimes it's the fear of, will this person knock my head or slap my face? It is not your thoughts. It is actually what is in the air, which you must be conscious of as a child of God. There's something in the air that doesn't like God. There's something in the air that doesn't like the kingdom of God. So as important as this particular topic is, or this teaching is, we have to put warfare to it. It has to be warfare. You have to do something about it. And whatever you're going to do about it has to be very urgent. It's as urgent as after now, you have to be looking for who to save. You have to be looking for who to preach to, who to win over to Jesus. Praise God. So, in this matter, Jesus is saying, don't worry. You don't need to grow up spiritually. Just go out and do the needful. And the thing is, it's very important to God's heart because you are working on his behalf. It is very important to him. If Jesus could do it himself, he would do it himself. That's why I said this is for lovers of Jesus Christ. 
if Jesus would go about from house to house, he would do it himself. And I read a scripture last week saying that it's through us. He's walking through us as though it is him. So God needs you and I. God needs your mouth. God needs your body. God needs your leg. You know you need God. God needs you. If you don't know what God needs you for, he needs you for soul winning and evangelism. Praise God. I also read a scripture about how Jesus said, if you are ashamed of me here, when we see what we need to see, where it is very paramount that we see, Miserable, I'll be ashamed of you. You remember that scripture last week? Because there's somewhere we'll still see. You may say that though the Holy Spirit is prompting you now, but eh, you're neither responding or not responding, (laughs) it's okay. It's recorded. We'll see. We'll see when we'll see. And when we'll see, it will be that at that moment, it's either you are afraid or you are ashamed. Praise God. That's just a little recap. But there was something I said last week that I was going to show everyone. And I will just read into the scripture now. There was a place in 20 that I said here. It says, okay, I've left my scripture. Mark, Mark 16, 20. So I said we are working for the company of God, right? I said, we are co-workers. We are staff. And I said that God will take care of us, right? And there are two things I said God will do. I said God will sort you and he will purify you. So that's where we want to see in very brief. Okay, we'll see that in a moment. Let's see. 20. 20 says, and they went out and preached everywhere and the Lord walking with them. Through the accompanying signs, amen. I was going to put wonders, but I realized that it's full stop that is there. <laughs> All right. So, let's pick on purif- purifying you. Let's see Romans 2, 17. We have to be purified because what we are going with, you know that I said you're a staff of this company. The company is God's own. So you are going as a representative. And if somebody sent you on an errand, you ought to bear his name. You ought to be like him. The message, you have to look like the message. So this is the major reason why God will purify you. I'm going somewhere, don't worry. I'm just laying it in a very simple way so that everybody understands what I'm saying. Okay? I don't want to speak above our heads. God will purify you. If you sit in church alone and you just come to listen always and be blessed always, your purification might be slowed down. But when you're on the field, when you're out there, so when I say field, I mean every one of you, you are in one field or another. Your home is a field. Your neighborhood is a field. Your workplace is a field. The way you buy pepper is a field. Where you take transport is a field. 
Where else? All of you know, don't worry. <laughs> okay, in school. Somebody said school. Your school is a field. Your class is a field. Your salon is a field. You just have field. Where you play ball is a field. All right, that's already a field. <laughs> so, when you're taking the message of the kingdom with you, God won't allow you to put his name to shame. He won't allow you to he won't allow you to stain his name. You know, the company's name cannot be spoiled because of you. Whether you pray for the purification or not, you will be purified. Because at that point, it is now about him. Follow me closely. Very simple language. You're all going to understand because God gives understanding. And he's going to give us tonight. When you're on the field... Working as a staff of God, purification is necessary. And it is not about you. It is about his name. So, all the prayers you have been praying all along, saying that God, walk in me, walk on my heart, do this for me. It will be answered on the field. It will be answered when you go out. Because God is about protecting his name. Romans 2.17 Okay, let's, see. let's read it from NLT, please. <laughs> you who call yourself Jews are relying on God's law. Look at this closely. And you boast about your special relationship with him. You know what he wants. You know what is right because you have been taught his law. You are convinced that you are a guide for the blind. And a light for people who are what? Lost in darkness. Are you convinced about that? Because I am convinced about that. I'm I'm convinced that I am a blessing and that I am a light. So he says... But you are a guide for the blind and a light for people who are lost in where? Are you a guide for people who are lost in darkness? Next verse says, You think you can instruct the ignorant and teach children the ways of God. For you are certain that God's law gives you complete words, knowledge and truth. Well then, if you teach others, says, why don't you teach yourself? You tell others not to steal. But you do still. You say it is wrong to commit adultery. But you do commit adultery. You condemn idolatry. But you do use items stolen from pagan. Wow, temples. You are so proud of knowing the law. But what? Next verse. No wonder the scripture says... The Gentiles blaspheme the name of God because of you. Now, this won't be your story. Because as you're doing, going about winning souls, this must not happen. God is going to protect his name. It will not be blasphemed. Did you see that? 
If you see it, this is what you say about yourself. But on your way going about doing the kingdom work, you realize that you're also jealous of the name of God. You will need to cleanse yourself. You will need to wash yourself. You will need to surrender to God so that this will not be said. Remember that scripture says, you said you should not steal. But you are going about stealing. But you know how it doesn't affect you? It doesn't affect you because you're not working. To tell lies nowadays is so common and so easy because it's not affecting you. You know, one day I was going on the road and I, I was so in a hurry to come for daily prayers. I was so late and I was so in a hurry. But a lady was going to enter into our compound and I was just blasting the horn. I forgot myself. And at some point, I remember that I said that I wanted to come and preach on that street. <laughs> and that's our house. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit just reminded me. I thought you said you wanted to evangelize that place. That lady, if she sees me at her door, when I knock the door, what will she do? She was so upset because I was blasting the on. And she can't read my mind that I was going late for what? For prayers. But she can't, can she read my mind? Then all of a sudden, I felt so sorry. And at that moment, it wasn't about whether I was going to evangelize anymore or whether I was going for the deeper. It was about my character. In that instant, I could see myself. I said, oh, you're always impatient. Now, that can only be seen if you're on the way to walk. That can only be seen if you're walking. Do you see what I'm saying? So when I'm talking purification, this is what I'm saying. Simple, right? You cannot keep doing certain things anymore because you will need to preach the gospel. Because the same soul you want to win, you're not displaying a godly character. Some will be won over by example. In fact, many. In these days, when you knock on people's door and you say, I want to talk to you about Jesus, they will not open their door for you. But by your character, you can win them over. These days and these times, is faster by your godliness. Let's see John 17. You know how Pizak said, you know when I was reading this particular scripture, I remembered when Pizak was saying on Sunday that there are a lot of naked Christians out there, that Christians are more naked than the other religion. Because there's a way I would dress. When I'm talking to somebody I want to save, they will first look at me, because there's a way pastor must look. Because I told you that if they've not started calling you pastor, you have not started your Christianity. That is where your repentance must start. If you're, you're here and there, like you're, you're, in, you're spiritual today, you're not spiritual tomorrow, like you talk anyhow, you do your things anyhow, people are wondering, is this one a Christian? Is, wow. I'm like, you're confusing me. Can you stay in one place? <laughs> then you have not started your Christianity. So Pizak mentioned that example and said, before you say anything, let it be seen all over you that you're a child of God. After you say you are a child of God, let it not be questioned. Some might not say to your face that you are lying. 
Some might say it to their hearts. And that way they've shut their hearts against the gospel. Now you are not working for God. At that point, you have lost a soul. And the Bible records that there is rejoicing in everyone when a soul is won. Who is giving God joy? Do you understand what I'm saying? Who is giving God joy? They said there is rejoicing in everyone. Do you think that... No, it was not metaphoric. There's actually rejoicing in heaven when a soul is won. That God is happy. The angels are dancing when you win a soul. So if instead of you (laughs) to help your company, you are the one that is making the company lose, what will happen to the owner of the company? If you are the owner of the company, what will you do? Nobody wants to talk. You don't want God to sack you. <laughs> I'm just using very natural examples so that it can be home with you. The word of God ought to be home with us. Very practical. If I'm the owner of the company and the person is making me lose all the time, I'm going to first put you on suspension. <laughs> then later on, sack you. That's what just give you time to retrace your step. You get, so you can't be the reason why the kingdom of God is losing. Did you see that it's very serious? We can't be the reason why the kingdom of God is losing. Let's see John 17, verse 17. Jesus is saying here, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is what? Truth. Next verse says, going to 19. As you have sent me into the world, I also have what? sent them into the world. Is there a selected few? There's, he sent myself, just me, Pastor Zach. Who did he send to the world? The question is, I hope you're going. I sent them also to the world. Okay. And for their sakes, I what? Did you see that? And they also, maybe what? Did you see the purification? It has to be ongoing. But if you are sent to the world, and if you are going to the world, sanctification happens. So if there's anything you are trusting God for, you're believing God for, maybe some salvation of the soul, you need to check your character or anything, Go and win a soul. Be on the streets. Stay at work, win a soul. Because, you know, there's a constraint you have. If in your office, you have said that you want to preach Jesus, are there certain things you will not do? Let's answer the question. You know why you don't preach in your office? Yeah, you already know. You know why you don't preach on your street, right? They know you that when you're buying corn, you're always shouting. <laughs> when I want to take bike, I'm very conscious of this because I intend to preach to the bike man. I intend to invite the bike man to my church. So if he's shouting about change, I'll be thinking, change this money or soul, money or soul, money or soul. My my bagging, my your perspective. Your perspective has to be adjusted. Mm-hmm. 
Let it not be that they jam you one day on the road. <laughs> and you say you're a Christian. They say, you Christian, never. It can never be. But you think that that bike man that is a malam does not know. You also think cannot be saved. You know, Christianity is a very powerful, I can't even say religion. <laughs> Christianity is powerful. It's the only thing that can save mankind. But we treat it as though it is powerless. It is only Christianity, it's only this kingdom that can save that bike man eventually. I'm, I'm actually using the bike, I'm meant to say that malam eventually. But we treat them as though they can't be saved. As though it's an impossible tax. That means we don't believe in the power in the gospel. Alma and Jerry can be saved. Paul was saved. He's one of them. And he's the same person that said, for there is power. There's power in this salvation. Anybody can be saved. Praise God. So it says sanctify them. It's on that journey that you are sanctified, that you are purified. Praise God. He will not allow us to bring shame to his name or reproach. Jesus is very jealous about his name. He's very protective. So he's going to keep washing us cleaning horse, sanctify. But it's not when you're sitting down doing nothing. It is not when you shut your mouth and you don't say anything. Let's see Act 1. 8 to 11. This scripture is very beautiful. I really like it personally. But you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you will be what? Witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in what? In all Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Now, when he had spoken these things, while they what? While they what? He was taken up, and a cloud received him out of what? Their sight. And while they looked, (laughs) you see when I said I was reading the scripture to you, that stop, you stop looking up. This is the scripture. And while they looked steadfastly towards where? He went up. They kept looking. He went up. Behold, two men words stood by them. That means they didn't even realize <laughs> what was happening around them anymore. Because they kept looking at Jesus. Jesus, we focus on you. We look, we look to you. Two men stood by them in what? White apparel. Yeah? Who also said, men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing into heaven? It's a question we must ask ourselves, and I'm going to ask my generation. Why do you stand gazing into heaven? Why do you stand gazing into heaven? There's work to be done here on earth, but you stand gazing into heaven, looking up to heaven as though work has finished here. This same Jesus who was taken off from you into heaven. We what? A reminder. He's coming back. Oh. Because the way you stood is like an insult. <laughs> the way you stood looking up to heaven. Eh? Let it not be that you are standing like that till he's coming. 
won't be there. That's where they will see you standing, looking up to heaven. And then very soon you will come. Hmm. Are we seeing the scripture? Let it be that you are doing something on it. Let it not be that. You know, I can be irritated when something, maybe at home, some things are meant to be done. Nobody's doing it. And then you go out and come back. You meet, very, let me just use a practical example. The plates are dirty. Then you saw me off to the gate. I said, mommy, bye-bye. I'm expecting that something will happen. <laughs> then I came back. Where did I meet you? At the gate. Still say me, mommy, bye-bye. <laughs> how, how you feel? <laughs> no, tell me how you feel. That's what the scripture is saying now. And you say at the gate, like I went for five hours. I came back and I said, mommy, bye-bye. Oh. That's how many children of God are. They are still at that gate. Saying, Jesus, bye-bye. Gazing up into heaven. Not doing anything. Looking up till Jesus will come. Expecting that he will come one day. Yes, we are all waiting for him to come one day. But when he comes, let him not meet the plate in the kitchen dirty. When he comes, let him not meet the house upside down. If I were the one, I know what I would do. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? When he comes, let him not meet the earth like this. Let it be that you were one who populated the kingdom. When Peter says that he wants to see God and he wants God to tell him thank you, he's not joking about it. I hope you're not joking about it too. Because I am not joking about it. Do you want God to tell you thank you? You have to win a soul. You have to go for evangelism. Do you think Jesus will tell you thank you for building a house? Even if you built the church of God, he will not tell you thank you for such things. Okay. I'm already looking for trouble. He's coming back. Are you excited about that? Jesus is coming back again. (laughs) You know, sometimes when I'm dressing up, I just remember that. that Jesus is coming back. (laughs) Why is I'm putting everything together? I don't know why I remember that time. (laughs) So that I can calm down. He's coming back again. Our Savior is coming. Do you get I'm going to see Jesus face to face. I am particularly excited about that. And when I see him, when I hear the trumpet, when Jesus comes down, just like they said here, I don't want to go and hide my face. I want to be a responsible child. I don't want to go and hide my face. You know when you have done wrong at home, and Popsy's horn, you can just hear it at the gate. Where will you go to? If you have, if you had the kind of father I had, <laughs> then we used to use lanterns to read. So <laughs> my dad likes us to read. <laughs> One day I asked him, "Where are we going to read to?" 
this reading, when is it going to stop? So then we see lantern and candle. Anyone you can grab at any time. But Bolade will take one, I will take one. Femi. But myself and Femi used to suffer the most because we sleep. <laughs> My dad just likes to read it. He likes when you, when he opens the door, you are reading. <laughs> you don't believe it, don't worry. You will see him one of these days. Just ask him. He likes it. So we know how to deceive him. When we hear the car, we will just go to the dining table. Then we'll set ourselves with book. I open it. Where is Balade? Is it true? We'll just open the book. Then I used to wear glasses. I've been wearing glasses now in primary school. So I'll just be reading very serious. Let it not be that when Jesus comes, you are deceiving him. And thank God he can't be deceived. Before you see him face to face, start walking. When he comes, there's no showmanship. Oh. Uh, there's no eye service when he comes. When he comes, everything is transparent. Whatever you have been doing, he will, he will know. Just by looking at you, you are an open book. You can deceive me, but you can't deceive God. So he's coming back. Live with this consciousness. It will help your Christianity. Live with the consciousness of Jesus' coming. Always think about his coming. Always meditate about his coming. I usually plan when I see the Lord, the things I will ask him. I already know who I will talk to when I get to heaven. One of them is Paul. We are going to have a conversation. Do you have such meditation? Depending on what you're doing. Praise God. Let's see Matthew 5. 13 and 16. 13 to 16. See this beautiful scripture. It says, you are the salt of the earth. And if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but <laughs> to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. May I not be that kind of salt? Yeah. If you go to the market and buy salt, to do what with the salt? To cook. And you have cooked egusi soup. And you intend to use that salt into the soup. To do what? To taste. Thank you. To taste. And you find out that the salt is not working as salt. May I not jam that kind of salt? Because both the seller are going to have a conversation. Salt, maybe have you ever seen that kind of salt before? I don't want to see it. We have finished cooking the egusi soup. Everything is all right. You now added salt to taste. Do you know that egusi soup without salt? That's the end now. Have you tasted soup without salt and maggi before? What will happen? <laughs> it was a man that said that. <laughs> Disaster. Disaster. Say, but if the salt loses its flavor, we will not lose our flavor. Amen. It is then good for nothing. Good for nothing. But to be thrown out 
we shall not lose our flavor. Let's see 14, 15, 16. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be what? You see why you need to be bold for evangelism? Bible says you are light. Can you hide yourself again? Bible says you are light. Like, regardless of what you look like on the outside, you are just light. You are just light. Regardless of what you look like on the outside, you are light. You are a solution. It means that that's your friend that has been complaining in your office all day about a marriage. You can talk to her. You are a solution. You cannot be hidden. That's not when to shut up and say, I want to mind my business. No, don't mind your business. I thought I taught you about minding your business. This one, don't mind your business. <laughs> the word of God is a two-edged sword. You point this one this way, you point that one that other way. Hey, you get it. <laughs> don't mind your business. Your friend is complaining of headache. And that headache is a constant. You know that at a particular time in the office, he or she will have headache. Go and lay hands. After laying hands, then you tell it's Jesus that gave me the power. Do you want him? Because I have him. I can give him to you. The Bible says you are light of the world. Did you hear that? Like when the world needs light, you are. When our government needs light, you are. Christians should not be belittled. Or you should not belittle yourself. I pray that this understanding will rest in the name of Jesus. I pray that this will transform your perspective to life. In the name of Jesus. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Pana, you cannot be eaten. If you have not eaten all day, you are still a light. This light is though hungry, but cannot be eaten. This light is though broke, but cannot be eaten. Whilst you are broke, you can still preach the kingdom. You can still go ahead and do it. Whilst you are down, maybe you have an issue and you are down about it, you can still open your mouth. If you don't believe, don't worry, go. Then Jesus will back it up. <laughs> you don't need to look like it though. You don't need three-piece suits. Just the way you are. Just the way you are. In fact, the better rugged, the better for the kingdom. Just the way. Yes, you have your struggles. Do you have your struggles? Yes, it's okay. Preach the gospel. Win a soul. Make it a duty that you're winning a soul. Let's see the next verse. Now, do they light a lamp and put under a basket? Put on a lampstand and give light to all who, all who are in the house. You know, sometimes when people have issues like I have once a while, I don't usually forget <laughs> that I give light. How I wake up in the morning is I tell myself I am a blessing. 
I'm not just a blessing. I'm a major blessing. So when I finish crying, when there is any issue, <laughs> I'm a blessing. I am still a major blessing. You are still a major blessing. You are still a major blessing. Nothing can take out your light. You are still the light. You are still a major blessing. You give light to people. You give light to people. Have you been sick before and you're praying for somebody and the person is healed? It doesn't matter. (laughs) It's the power inside you. You are still a major blessing. Have you lacked wisdom on the matter before? But you are still giving wisdom out. You are still a major blessing. Those are your tools. Just know it that you are a major blessing. You can't be pushed aside. You are a major blessing. And don't ever think you don't have something to give. People of God, you always have something to give. You always have something to give. In fact, at your lowest is when God is strong. Bible says, when you are weak, then I am strong. When you are weak, is the time to go out. You will see miracles happen. That will make you perplexed. When you are weak, then he is strong. Don't wait till when you are strong. If you want to see power, when you are weak, then he is strong. I've told you, you're fixed on the way. You're fixed on the way. Aside being fixed, you are sorted. Uh, Your salary will not be delayed. Do you get that? (laughs) Do you get what I just said? Uh, God does not delay salary. God does not delay payment. (laughs) It doesn't delay. Bible said something. It said, and it is beautiful in its time. There's something about the timing of the Lord. Every other time can be fast, can be quick, but there's something called a beautiful timing. It's not necessarily fast or quick or with speed. It is just the beauty of the time. And I will say that beauty is perfect. When it comes in its time, it is perfect. It's the timing of God. When it comes in its time, It is perfect. Lacking nothing. Nothing will be missing. 15 says, okay, 16 says, let your light what? So shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify. You see, you see what I was was saying here? Your good works will make people glorify God. One of the ways people glorify God is that they want him. By the time your light is shining before men, people want Jesus. By the time your light is shining, you realize that people want Jesus. When you display a godly character, you have already gotten that soul to see God. So people want Jesus. But let your light so shine. Let it shine. Allow it to shine then people will see your good works and glorify the Father in where? In heaven. I want people to thank God that they met me. One of my goals in life 
that when I met Adesola, this and this happened in my life. Everyone around me should have such testimony. I don't know if you have such plan, but I think you should have such plan. So last week we were discussing about ways, you know, just a practical method to, so that you won't say that I don't know. <laughs> After this message, I'll be like, how do I then go and win the soul? You can be a friend to someone through friendship. Let's see First Corinthians 9, 19 to 22. You can win a soul through friendship. It can be for a short time and it can be for a long time. It says, for though I am free, from all men, I have made myself a servant to all. That what? Win some. All right, go. Win more, okay. And to the Jews, I became a Jew. And I might win what? The Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law, that I may what? Win those who are under the law. Another set. To those who are without law, as without law, not being without law towards God, but under law towards Christ, that I may what? Win those who are without law. Another set. To the weak, what? And I may win the weak. I have become all things that I may by all means. Are you going out by all means? By all means. I need people. I know God is raising people who are desperate. People who are desperate. This is a desperate man. By all means. That by all means. I have had conversations with people. I don't feel like having a conversation with. (laughs) You go to salon. You don't feel like talking. You just want to be quiet. No, it is by all means. Do you think to go after a long day at work in the bus when you are coming back, do you think you feel like preaching the gospel? No, you don't feel like it. Well, it's because we're not desperate enough. Paul said, by all means, save some. I know you can't save the world. Save some. If it's two, you can save this week. Save two. If it's one, you can save in a month. Save one. By all means. Stop being yourself when it's so winning. Paul says that I am all things to all men. You don't have to be yourself. Do you understand this scripture? You don't have to be yourself. To this one, I am like this. This one talks a lot and says rubbish. Listen. Listen. You know, sometimes when we go about evangelism, we don't listen to the other person. We just want to preach. We just want to say, believe Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. No, now. The person does not want personal Lord and Savior. If you will just listen first, maybe when you listen, you can know how to talk. You can know what to say and how to enter. Maybe if you just listen. Maybe if you listen today and not say anything. And you go back tomorrow and you still listen and not say anything. Maybe if you listen the third time and not say anything. Maybe one day the person will ask you, what do you think? Then you can bring Jesus. Oh, I've been listening to you. I think all you need is Jesus. And it is this and this and that for me. 
Maybe if you try him. Don't be forced. Don't be forceful. By all means that we can save some. Are you going to save some? Are you willing to save some? By all means. If you are in the airport, in the plane, by all means. You are eating somewhere in an eatery. By all means. Save some. Save some. I was reading a book and the woman said at the supermarket she was dropping on somebody's conversation. And she kept going about what is going on in her marriage and all like that. It's not a concern. But she just heard it because she was close by. And she, could, she what happened to her was, she figured that it was the same thing that happened to her. But somebody saved her. And the person is Jesus. It was the same story. Almost like life. And then she went after the person. I said, ah, I overheard you saying this. And it's like, what happened to me? Maybe if you listen to me, my own story, and hear the solution, maybe you will get Jesus. Maybe you want him. And then from that conversation, it went on like that and the person is saved. Just by paying attention. Praise God. By all means. Please let the scripture stay in your heart. That by all means, you are doing it. It will not be convenient all the time. There won't be a right moment. There won't be a conference. There won't be a service. You might not hold the mic But by all means, be desperate like Paul. Save some. Let some names be recorded with yours, under yours. You know chain business? You know those chain business? That if you bring five people, they will... uh, uh, Sorry, I said... (laughs) I said chain business. Sorry, honestly. Behind the the people's back, that's what I call it. Chain business. (laughs) Oh my God, network business. Now you say, okay, when you come home, if you bring five people, then this. I'm sorry. If you are doing that business, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just. I'm using it as an example. I'm using it as an example. Let it be that when they are checking your record in heaven, you have five at least. You have ten at least. You have twenty at least. It's the same way network people will reward you. It's the same way God will reward you. So, you can use friendship. You can listen. You can, you know, the last time I spoke about intellect, like, you can be intelligent. Use your intelligence. There are some people that they will not listen to rough people. Like, it's people that can speak where they will listen to. (laughs) So, in Acts 16, 14, let's see what happened there. Quick, let's just see. We're looking into how, how can you go about it, right? Now, a certain woman named Lydia heard us. Did you hear that? So, something about the wealthy. There's a way they listen. She was a seller of purple from the city of Tyatira. All right, you can correct me in your mind. Who worshipped God. (laughs) The Lord opened her heart. Did you see that? To heed the things spoken by Paul. I think that there was a way Paul spoke. And you know Paul? Agbari. He has sense. He's not rough. When he's speaking, he's not rough. He's put together. His words are put together. So, she will make sense to, he will make sense to Lydia. Lydia listened. Just by listening, she was saved. 
So, if it's intelligence, it's okay. Use it. Did you remember that scripture? By all means, however you can, save some. I remember that last week I said, if it's by some people, when you meet them, it is just power encounter. Don't speak English. If you are put together, they will be the ones to knock you out. So when you spot it, you just need to lay hands. Once the spirit is out, fill them with the Holy Ghost. Did you hear what I said? It's not for only Pastor Zaku. Few people with the Holy Ghost. Some is confrontation. You just go on the streets, you see a stranger, hijack them. Just corner them. Please, like I can share the experience of many people we met on the road. Just corner them, just have a conversation. And then from there, however you can end it, if the person say, I'm late for where I'm going to, just get the number. And do something about it. Invite the person to church. Don't just leave it like that. Some is preaching. You know that preaching they used to do by the road? Where they would just carry a mic. That's also by all means. I know many of us, we used to judge those people, but you are wrong. It is by all means. That person is doing his own. If you sit there and judge that person, which one are you doing? Which one are you doing? If you cannot carry megaphone, carry mouthphone. It's true now. The person is, by all means, save some. That's what the person knows. And the person is doing it. God is concerned about people that are working. You know, hey! God is more particular about people that are working. People that are under the sun working. However the person is doing it, souls are saved. So, make plans for soul winning. Now, don't make plans only to come to church. Don't make plans only to go about your life the way you have been going. Make plans, like form strategies. Now, go back to your office. Go back to the marketplace. Go back to your street. And begin to think and meditate. How do I save this one? Now begin to think, how do I save? What is the strategy for this person? This person has been making my hair for how long? How do I save this person? Don't forget that I said last week that there is L. No matter how nice and how kind and how good that person is, they are going to L if they are not saved. Don't forget. So make plans and pray so much. You have to pray. Romans 10, quickly, let's see it, verse 1. You have to really pray. So winning takes a lot of prayer and intercession. Don't be casual about it because the Holy Spirit can lead you. Say, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God is for what? Israel. To God for Israel is that they may be saved. So you need to have such outcry and you need to be praying about it. Okay? You need to go out, pray. You need to, before going out, pray. You can ask God that you can lead me. You can say, Holy Spirit, lead me. Order my steps. So the right person, because the Bible says that the harvest is what? It's ripe. It's ripe. There's somebody's heart that is ripe. Only if you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you to the right person. The harvest is ripe. 
and be persuasive. 2 Corinthians 5. Be persuasive. Don't just say without, don't just go and, you know, preach or evangelize and say, eh, I, I think maybe you should give your life to Christ though. Maybe if you give your life to Christ, ah, your gospel is not powerful. 2 Corinthians 5, 9, 9. You are not sure of what you are saying. So be persuasive. Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to you. Continue reading. For we must all appear before Christ's judgment seat, can you see, that each one may receive things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Knowing, therefore, the terror of what? Of the Lord. That's where I'm going to. Knowing, the, therefore, the terror of the Lord. Knowing that, as you're looking at this person, though, very soon, if the person lives like that and dies, there's the terror of the Lord. There's hellfire. There is judgment. Say, we persuade what? Men. That we are well known to God. But, but we are well known to God. And I also trust that are well known in your conscience. So be persuasive. Praise God. Be what? Be persuasive. Don't be in doubt of what you're saying. So before you go out, study. Understand what you're saying. What are you saying exactly? Be sure of the gospel you are preaching. Be sure of the gospel. It's not a, it's not, it's not a, you're not counseling the person. You're actually saying that is the way. This is the truth. This is what can save you. This is what can get you out. This is the only thing. If you know that is the only thing, is there a way you say it? If the, if you know that's the only thing to get a person saved, is there a way you go about it? Be persuasive. Not forceful, but persuasive. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want us to just close our eyes a bit. Don't go out and point to people and be judgmental. Please, just be persuasive. Don't, don't judge. You are not the judge of people's sin. Just be persuasive. Just tell God. That you're going to take this thing seriously. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, we make a decision to take your work more seriously. We will shine the light. In Jesus' name we pray. This is such an important conversation we're having tonight. And it will be hypocrisy to do nothing about it. Are you with me, friends? It will be what? Hypocrisy to do nothing about it. You see, and lack of when we don't win souls, when we don't preach, is usually a, it describes more of who we have become. Amen. It's one of the core signs of worldliness. We have become worldly, we have forgotten about the king, and we have forgotten about his return. It means something else has become more important to us, which is this world. You know, we have a lot of a lot of us are in that state where something, you know, we just feel like some of you, the, the seriousness with which you put in your career is more it's, your career means much more to you than Jesus' return. You know, 
if a pastor hears, for example, that his son pastors, they hear their ch- children tell them, Daddy, I don't want to do anything but just preach Jesus. That's what I want to do with my life. Sometimes your dad is a deacon, but you're about to get married and you go home and say, he's a full-time minister of the gospel. And your dad says, can't you find something doing? Because we have really become worldly. And many times we need God to deliver us from worldliness. And sometimes I check, I ask, what are they even looking for in the world? Many people who are really struggling in the world don't even have what they are looking for. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added. So we're not even going to lack. So we need the fire of the kingdom. Imagine where you, where you will be without the kingdom. Imagine where you will be if you were not saved. Can I get a microphone, another microphone? Where would you be if you were not saved? Sometimes I can't even imagine it. Like it's difficult for me to imagine. Where would I be if I was not saved? Like it, I, it, it's scary to think about it. Some of you, if you were not saved by now, listen, you look at some people on social media and see how nasty and how naked they are. It could have been you. It could have been you. You could have been the one that on your Instagram status, it's just brown pant you are wearing, you are wearing on it. Listen, you can have on your, on your status available for hookup. You can have it written. It, it could have been you. I'm telling you. It could have been anybody here. I just imagine. Some weeks ago, I told you guys, after preaching, Maverick came to meet me. And, and he said, Daddy, did I do well? I said, yes, you did well. He said, I listened to the message. And he said, Daddy, you did a good job. You preached well. And he told me, he said, thank you for preaching the word of God to me. Friends, if I didn't know Jesus, I won't have that kind of son. He, he will be, he will, he will be, he will be, he would have been following portable because even me, the father. <laughs> because even me, you see, children just take what they see from their parents. You can't be a bad father and have a sensible child. Your, your child will be more of you. No matter how much you hide what you are doing. Your children will multiply your lifestyle. If you think you are bad, wait for your son. If you think you are bad, wait for your son or your daughter. They just do us. You know, you know a lot of how, how do we start? We saw people and then we behaved as if we didn't see them until we grew up and had some little, little liver. I remember the first day I, sh- I, I, I made my brother see me smoke. I've been smoking long before then. But some years later, I wanted to check if I had grown. So he came to see me at the lesson, with Wyatt lesson. And he just came outside. I just bought, uh, uh, is it Brown London? What was he saying? I can't remember the cigar. There's one that has mentor then. I think either Brown or White London. I just brought one. I just, <laughs> I just brought the cigar. I just said, I said, Dunga, how far now? Dunga, how level now? How far is it, Dunga? He just looked at me. He said, you're crazy. (laughs) 
Thank God that I was preached to. Now, friends, see the ripple effect of my salvation. See, and I could have been unsaved. Do you know if I was unsaved, there won't be glory center come church. There won't be glory realms ministries. Not because God didn't want it. But the person you ordained for it is not yet saved. So next time you are enjoying a church, know that there are other churches in this, on the street. There is somebody who should be a pastor, who should be a, who, there are billionaires on the street. There are, there are people who don't know this Jesus. And we'll have to preach. And Pastor D told us, we have to use every way. All means. Four to four. All out. Now, is there anybody who is saved and you wish you were not? (laughs) Is there anybody who is saved and you feel like you missed something, you lost something? Like absolutely nothing. Like anybody who's not saved is because Satan has blinded their eyes. Because eventually you miss nothing. Praise God. So friends, we have to we have to keep cheering and telling our stories. Amen. Amen. You know, no matter how crazy you are, no matter how you are you are a work in progress, if you are saved, it's a different ballgame. If you say your husband, you say your husband is not a good man, but that is born again. <laughs> if you try the one that is not born again. At least with the spirit of Christ, he knows when he's wrong. But there are some people who don't know when they are wrong. That if you talk too much, they will land you slap. At least if if there's anybody in church, for example, if your husband slap you, at least. Wait, God forbid. But if your husband beat you today, he will be afraid to come to church on Wednesday. And he will beg you not to tell me. Yeah, because he's finished. He's finished. He's finished. I'm serious, he's finished. In all ways. No, he's finished. I'm telling you. If any of the guys here, you touch your wife, you are finished. I tell you the truth, you are finished. Oh, no, you are finished. I'm looking for a way for you not to be finished. You are finished. You are finished. You need, you need a lot to get yourself back in life. Yeah, because I'll deal with you. In all ways. By all means. <laughs> I'll deal with you. No, no, I will. I'm serious. I will. I will. I'm telling you, I will. I'll deal with you. I'll, I'll curse you. I'll... Yeah, no, I'm serious. If you, if you beat your wife, you get you beat your wife, you slap by injury or whatever, I'll curse you. If the beating is too much, I'll get boys, they'll beat you. I'll do, I'll do everything. No, no, I'm serious. I'll, I'll, I'll arrange boys, I'm telling you. I'll, I'll beat you. And I, I still have some people who are not saved, who are supporting me. They'll run it for me. I'm telling you, they'll run it for me. I don't think I'm joking. I'm serious. 
Like, I'm not trying to... I'm very serious. I'll do that. If I don't get boys, I'll get soldiers. I'll just make sure that we, we treat you like an animal. Yeah, then after that, we'll now start deliverance, restoration. <laughs> but at least that you have a husband that is, that is afraid to some extent that when he fails, he knows he has failed. Now, that's, that's, that's a plus, right? So we need to go out there. I met this man when I was 16. I mean, Jesus Christ. I was 15 or 16. And I'm grateful. I had brothers who were, were, were cultists, like top, top guys, running the streets. And um, people were sure that I was going to be greater than them on the street. Yeah. And just in my SS3, boom. God picked me. There's nothing I didn't do. I was a thief. I was everything. Thief, smoke, drink, everything. My brothers were running shows, doing stuff, fraud, everything. There was a day in the house, I smelled, someone kicked me on the door, um, hit my leg. I said, get out, Jerry, this rubbish. Stop that nonsense. Who did disturb me? We woke up like this. The house was filled with policemen, with guns. Their guns were pointed at us like this. <laughs> That's how we grew. Five boys with another female boy, my mom. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. She, she would literally wear a cap to cover her face with jeans and round neck and be chasing us on the road. You won't know. You think it's another guy coming. She'll just be bouncing. And then we'll just be gisty before you know she would jump on you and fall you down. <laughs> Boom. I said, Yeah. Yeah. I was common sight. Sometimes she'll ask you to escort her to go report a case in the police station. <laughs> and both of you will go, and it's you, you are the case. <laughs> and really you get the police station, she would jump up and fall down and start weeping. <laughs> I said, and the police will give you a beating of your life. Sometimes she'll be there for days. And she'll be going there every day to feed the policemen. Because she had no other means to... I'm talking about five boys. Now imagine five boys and I'm the last. I'm the last boy of my family. So imagine how the other guys, guys were. I was like the spy. Sometimes they send me out to go steal. Yeah. Sometimes when they want to fight, they send me out to go find out if the person they want to beat has come. My, my brother sometimes will be walking out and I'll be planting bottles in all the area in the estate because it's about to be a fight. And so early in the morning, we're planting bottles because there's one boy that anywhere he pass, really we see him, we must fight him. And there must be bottle close by. So we carry a sack of bottle and we're planting bottles everywhere. 5.36 a.m. So, so, so imagine if I wasn't saved.
just imagine. I was in I was in junior secondary school where the tapes I listened to are cultist generation tapes. I just lied and I'm listening to their recordings in the bush and listening. My umbrellas were Bukanian umbrellas, Bayru, every I was just so it would have been crazy if I was not saved. And your story is like my story. So we have to talk to people about Jesus. We have to beg people. Because the enemy is just destroying everybody's life. Like he did ours till Jesus came. So you have to talk to somebody about Jesus. People are looking for what's not lost. People are looking for money. Deception. How can you have the creator of heaven and earth and not have money? Christians who are Christians who are poor don't yet know God. They don't they don't what I mean by that is they don't know they are not they are not really relating with God practically. No matter how poor you are, your relationship with God will get you wealthy. I'm, I'm not lying to you. I'm telling you the truth. You can't be poor knowing this Jesus. It's, the possibility does not exist. You, you can be religious and be poor. I mean religious. There's a difference between being a religious person and somebody who is following our Lord. He will talk to you. He will tell you what to do. He will tell you what not to do. Are we together, friends? So we have to make a, a, a stronger resolve of preaching this Jesus. So that when, when, we, when we leave the earth, it would have been that we tried. Right? Praise God. And then may we not have, you know, and then the joy of it is that when we meet Jesus now, our children will not need to have a time they got saved. They will just flow into the thing. They will remember the day because they just flow into the thing. I left my ways from my dad. I saw my, the few times I saw my dad was him smoking and drinking. And what I did was to drink the remaining and smoke the remaining. And by primary three, I'd become a serious smoker. Yeah. My lunch is cigar and apple. Basic. I just climb an apple tree with cigar and I'm eating apple and smoking cigar. <laughs> My food money was always for cigar. As a young boy, I buy cigar. I buy cigar in the evening when they send me to buy food for the house. And in the morning when I'm going to school, I give them my break, uh, lunch, lunch money. I pay the malam. That's what I use. And so when everybody's eating in, their, in school, I have no food. Because I've used my own to smoke cigar. My friend's nickname was Cigar. One of my closest friends. We used to call him Cigar. My, my best friend died in a car accident. was going to the club. The car somehow started and exploded. Boom, he died. I'm so close to him, I still see him in my dreams. The first time he went to church with me, the father met me and gave me money for his son going to church. The father gave me money. The father was a very wealthy man. That's how bad it was. The greatest problem in life is that people don't know Jesus. Are we together, friend? And you just have to preach. You just have to preach. You know why? It's not even your preaching that convinces people to be saved, though. It's that your preaching creates the opportunity for the Holy Spirit to let them know it's time to be saved. Then they now make the decision. You see, salvation is not a mental decision. It's something that happens inside you. You just know that 
time up. I have to be saved. And that's why prayer is also very important. Are we here? Now, I want to pray for three sets of people. Some of those prayers are general. One of the prayers is general, but two people are specific. I want to pray for somebody who you have have made the decision before, but for a while now you have led a life that you can't really say that you you are living like a child of God. You have gone back to the world, and um, you need restoration of of, of your life. You need, you need to be restored back to the faith. If you're that person, I need to pray with you. And the reason I need to pray with you is that I'm your brother and um, there is no shame here. What we have here is life. And it's just an opportunity for you. Why the feeling that you can make that decision now is not a feeling you would always have. It's the miracle of God that is even making me make this, this, make this pronouncement that you should and you can Get back to the Lord right now. So if you're that person, can you raise your hand? I want to pray with you. You say, Pastor Zach, I haven't been living like a child of God. Yeah, get up on your feet. Let's pray. Let's pray. Pastor Zach, I haven't been living like a child of God. And I need to make that decision now. All right. Now look at me, friends. When I pray with you, some, another grace will come upon your heart. Another spirit will come upon your heart. And your life will change. Now, this is the practical thing you should do. When After I've prayed with you, you need to connect a church and friends. And we're always here. The people sitting, are you always here for everybody standing here? Yes. We're here for you. We have to be here for you. Father, I pray for everyone standing here. These are my brothers and these are my sisters. If you're close to anybody, you can, you can just pray for the person you can put your hand on a person's shoulder. Just pray with the person. Father, I pray for my brother. I pray for my sister, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Father, I ask that you bring them back. You bring them back. Bring them back, Father. Let there be a miracle of restoration. Let there be a miracle. Let there be a miracle of restoration. Let light. Let light come back to their soul. Let light come back to their soul. Let light come back to their soul. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, let, your, let the joy of salvation rest on them now. Let, let, let the joy of salvation rest on them now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And let them know that they are your children. Every sin is forgiven. Every sin is forgiven. And let them be of fire. Father, now I ask for the holy fire of God. I now ask for the holy fire to now rest on each and every one of them now. Let your holy fire now burn in their hearts. I ask for the fire of the Holy Spirit. Receive the fire of the Holy Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus Let that fire come upon your heart. The fire that will burn every taste board of sin and of evil. Let the fire burn it. Burn it. Let there be a new passion for for righteousness, for the things of God. Let that passion rest on you. In the name of Jesus Christ. 
Father, we thank you. Father, Father, we thank you. Father, we give you praise because you have answered us in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we prayed. Now, for everybody, the rest of you can sit down. For everybody standing, look at look at me, and look at everybody by your right and by your left. Who are your brothers? And we love you, and we're here for you. The last thing you are going to do is that you are going to triumphantly take a walk from where. Let me explain it to you. You are taking a walk of faith, and you are saying, "I walk out of my past life by faith and confidence." Wait, don't clap yet. By faith and confidence in God, and, and by the with the Church of Christ, I walk into the kingdom. I walk into purity. I walk into my purpose. I am free from whatever has held me back. Now, that's what the Lord says I should tell you to do. So, you're going to walk down and come to this altar and say, I am free. I walk in righteousness. I'm a child of God. Come on. Come on. Go ahead and do that. Go ahead and do that. Go ahead and do that. It's a walk of faith. Father, we're excited about your children. As they walk the walk of faith, everything becomes brand new. A brand new spirit read upon you. A brand new spirit. A brand new confidence in the mighty name of Jesus. Everything is brand new. Everything is brand new. Everything is brand new. Everything is brand new. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So you can go back. Where are the cards? I need the cards. Where are the cards? Right. Um, you go back to your seat. You'll be giving cards. And then you write, you fill your stuff so that we can keep engaging you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The second set of people I want to pray with is um, you, you really can't say maybe you are in the faith or maybe you left. You don't know what it means. Everything I've been saying feels strange to you. But you know you should make a decision for Jesus Christ. You know, you know you should just make a decision and say, I want to be like Jesus. You know, sometimes, sometimes you can't even explain what you want. But you just know you want something different from what you've ever had. And um, you won't have this feeling always. You, this feeling is a miracle of God. It's God that is making you feel that way. And so, if I have such... There's such person in this house. Can you raise your hand? You say, Pastor Zach, I want you to pray for me. I want to be, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to follow Jesus. I want to just, I want to, I just want to have a different type of life. If there's such person, raise your hand. I'll just pray with you. Anybody, anybody here. You say, I want that life. All right, get up, brother. Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, brother. You say, I want this life. I want this life. Is there any other person you say you want this life? Come, 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 my brother. Yeah, my brother, Shagun. Shagun, come. Shagun is my brother. You say you want this life. You want this life of Jesus. Any other person? You say you want this Jesus. Any other person? Father, I thank you for your son, Father. Oh, this is the day of your salvation. If you want to join him, you can join him. This is the day of your salvation. This is the day you are born afresh. You are born anew. 
You are made a brand new person in the name of Jesus Christ. Let the Spirit of God find access into you right now. for your son. Your son is made a brand new person. Your son is made a brand new person. His spirit is, is born again and it will walk in the light. In Jesus name we pray. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So for, for those who came up, please Receive the cards and um, and then we can have we can have a moment of a time with the Lord a moment of of um, of we can keep praying with you and keep fellowshipping keep fellowshipping with you. Um, all right, 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 all right. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Where's Tyre? Alright, that's Tyre. Alright. Let's be on our feet. Let's be on our feet. Let's call it a day. Feel your feel your forms. For all those who who got um who decided to give their life to Jesus today and rededicate their lives to Jesus, the two set of people I prayed for were going to we're going to have 10 minutes of prayer after the service, and I'm going to be a part of it. I want to see you after the service. So, Tayo and um, two or three people in the prayer team, just go to my office, and then we'll just go pray in the office, and then we'll just fill you with the Holy Spirit, and then you become a prophet, an apostle, a pastor. You just become on fire for the Lord. So, all those who, and if you didn't come out, but you still want to, we'll meet in the office, and just 10 minutes. I will be, I will join the team and we'll pray with you. I just have a brief moment of talk and we'll fill everyone with the Spirit of God. Uh, Acts chapter, chapter 1, verse 8, the Bible says that you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And so we'll just release the Holy Ghost upon you and then power will come upon you. Can we thank Pastor D for teaching us today? Thank you, Pastor D. Uh, and so the last prayer, can you lift up your right hand? The last prayer I want to pray. Father, I pray for everyone that a fresh fire for, for, for evangelism, 
a fresh fire for soul winning. That you would always tell your story. You would always think about Jesus' return. You would always tell people about Jesus and bring them to the faith. That would be your passion. You will not be discouraged. You will not be tired. In Jesus' name, we're praying. Amen.